It's worth knowing what's really going on. This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Donald Trump has been indicted in Atlanta. We have so many court dockets to follow, but we haven't really seen anything yet. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has covered every moment of this historic case. I've been writing about this investigation for two and a half years. Our team is led by reporters Bill Rankin and Tamar Hallerman. Follow our coverage on AJC.com and listen to new in-depth episodes of the award-winning podcast, Breakdown, the Trump Indictment, only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. This is Access Atlanta, your weekly look at what's fun, entertaining, and educational in and around Atlanta. I'm your host, Shane Harrison. Let's start with a couple of fun ways to get into the spirit of the season. Over at Dad's Garage near downtown Atlanta, Charles Dickens meets There's No Telling Who in the group's annual improvisational holiday show. In Invasion Christmas Carol, the Dad's Garage improvisers parodied the quintessential holiday play by introducing a different character into each performance. The show continues through December 29th, and tickets are $25.50 to $39.50, and you'll find them at dadsgarage.com. Garden Nights Holiday Lights at the Atlanta Botanical Garden is one of the most enchanting ways to spend an evening during the holiday season. The most spectacular part of the experience is Nature's Wonders, which the garden calls the largest curtain of synchronized light and sound in the world. It's a genuinely awe-inspiring marvel that will put even the grinchiest holiday skeptic in a festive mood. Prices range from $21.95 to $59.95, and the lights will shine daily through January 15th from 5 until 10 p.m. Get all the details at atlantabg.org. Stay tuned for more events later in the podcast, and after the featured conversation, we'll take a look at what the AJC is bringing you this week, both online and in print. But first, we'll hear about a Woodstock man's unusual hobby. Man caves often feature neon beer signs, autographed sports jerseys mounted on the wall, a big screen TV, and maybe a foosball table or a Miss Pac-Man machine. But Anthony Santanselmo of Woodstock decided to go a different route in his classic suburban home on a cul-de-sac. Over the past three years, his basement has been transformed into a 1980s-era video rental store he named Mondo Video, stocked with 6,000 VHS tapes and side rooms focused on films for kids, sports lovers, and food. Rodney Host spoke with Santanselmo about his basement makeover, and he's here to bring us that conversation. Welcome, Rodney. Hey, Shane. So this guy sounds pretty fascinating. Uh, I, I doubt there, I mean, there aren't many video stores even in existence anymore. So uh, to see one in someone's home is is quite unusual. Oh, this is pure nostalgia. This was one of my favorite stories I've done in a while because I love nostalgia. And I, I'm, you know, 52. So I remember growing up with the early days of these stores when they were still mom and pop shops. This is pre-Blockbuster, I think the 1980s. 
Right. And that's kind of what he's capturing too. He's 45. So he's a little bit younger, but he still remembers his own mom and pop shop he used to go to. Um, and it, it, it's, you know, look, uh, he, uh, he is a South Park animator. Uh, and he's right. been working there since 2003. And he, you know, because of, uh, you know, the magic of be working remote, he's able to, you know, they're based out of South Park's based out of L.A. And he was able to move to Woodstock with his family. And he had, you know, they didn't have basements, he said, in Los Angeles, the homes. But here right. he got a big basement. He's like, what am I going to do with this freaking basement? And his brain just went to a video store. Um, which is hilarious, but he was already a collector. I think he just likes to collect right. stuff like film memorabilia. And I think at that point he said, Hey, let's start collecting VHS tapes and build this up. And he, look, he did everything himself. I mean, he uh, practically, I mean, he, he, uh, he wanted this black and white tile, uh, kind of reminded him of fifties diners and it looks really good. I mean, honestly, I got to take a walk through of his, um, of the space. And it was magical in, in many ways. It, it really felt like a real store, like you can imagine in like a nook in Manhattan or something in 1986. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems like a, a great way to uh, display a collection that you have too. I mean, we, we often look for uh, ways to store some of these things that, that we collect or whatever. And, and this way he can actually display it. Sounds oh, like yeah. Oh, you know, he's, yeah, he categorizes it. it. It really is, you know, broken down by Westerns and classics, comedy, action. You know, he's got all the categories and, you know, he has a featured wall where he can switch out tapes just for his own, you know, right. delight. Yeah. I, I love the fact that he created like a hidden door, like kind of like from a, like the Clue Mansion or something where the door looks like it's just a, it's a wall of video. Then you push the door open and it's another room. Very cool. <laughs> it's very creative. Right. Yeah, I myself actually worked in one of those video stores way back in the 80s. So, uh, yeah, I recall that, although we did not have a hidden door that I remember. <laughs> did you have the Western Saloon uh, doors that led to the X-rated videos? <laughs> no, not in that one. Uh, we, I don't I don't actually think we carried those videos in the... Oh, in the you were a family-friendly mom-and-pop shop. It right? was. It was a family-friendly place. So, yeah, we didn't, we didn't have those. <laughs> But yeah, this sounds great. I, I'm really excited to hear uh, what he has to say. And, and also, we should say that there's a story online that, that Rodney wrote uh, about uh, the guy. And you can go to uh, AJC.com or AccessAtlanta.com and check that story out. Um, but in the meantime, uh, let's hear the conversation uh, that Rodney brought us. Uh, thanks so much, Rodney. All right. Thank you, Shane. And uh, here's Anthony Santanselmo and his basement video store. Hey, this is Rodney Ho with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I am here with Anthony Santanselmo of Woodstock. He's an animator for South Park, and he has a very particular set of skills when it comes to a hobby in his basement. Do tell, what is going on behind you? Basically, I grew up without basements on the West Coast. And when we moved to the East Coast, I realized this is a blank canvas in which to paint something. And I just stopped. I, I just kept painting for like over three years. And what came out of the paintbrush was a 80s video store, all VHS tapes. Now you grew up, uh, you know, there was a, I guess, an, a golden age of video rental stores in the 80s and the 90s into the 2000s. So, 
you know, Gen Xers, millennials, they, they loved video rental stores. Um, I don't think anybody under the age of 20 probably understands what the heck this is, right? Can you explain what you decided to do here? Uh, back in the day, back in the dark ages, um, we had pretty much <laughs> cinematic libraries where communities would congregate to pick up their their videos. Um, this is... And you get to keep them for what, three days typically? Is that the I, standard? Yeah, that's pretty standard. I know like uh, various- $2.99, three-day three rental. Yeah, yeah. Like I know like various mom and pop video shops, pre-Blockbuster and Hollywood Video had kind of their, they set their own guidelines. So it was really anything goes. Um, and these, what was cool about it is these mom and pop video stores had their own unique look. None of them looked the same. So, uh, and they also had adult movie sections. So as a kid- I remember like seeing the saloon doors or the beads and my mom's like, stay out of there. And I'm like, well, I got to go in now. He said to stay out. But um, yeah, I just uh, video stores were kind of how we got our movies, you know, and uh, obviously things have changed now. We can get anything we want at a click of a button. So. But in the early 80s, they had beta and VHS, uh, but somehow VHS won the game, right? Why do you think VHS ended up beating out beta? I understand. <laughs> it was a battle I understand, for a while. I understand um, that it's because beta did not want to release porn. Wow. Go figure. It's yeah. all about the porn in the end, isn't it? It's the dollars won. Yeah. And uh, I think that's, uh, it's, it's really kind of like a dirty piece of trivia, but VHS was like, all right, yeah, no problem. We'll release it on, on our format. No problem. And th the, uh, that's it. What your genre is horror is your favorite genre, right? You, you grew up with that genre. Um, you seem to have a really big wall of horror movies to your, I guess, over your right shoulder there, right? I do. I do. <laughs> uh, horror, I would say it's, it's kind of like a uh, hit and miss. Horror and comedy are my favorite genres. Um, like I love horror, but comedy. Over well, your left shoulder is all the comedy. Exactly. <laughs> comedy is like my core as a human being. Uh, I just love horror like aesthetically. Um, and as a kid, it was a real big deal for me. And um, I, I write screenplays and novels. And so like anytime I write, it's usually in the horror genre because there's just so much to play with. Um, but yeah, growing up, horror was where I was at. And I think largely because my mom forbade me watching any of it. So I needed oh, to get it. The Forbidden Fruit concept again. Yes. I mean, I think this is a cycle. I mean, I'm sure a therapist could have a pretty good field day with me, to be honest. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you designed um, what you call Mondo Video. Mm. You created your own logo and your own design aesthetic. Uh, tell me what the concept comes from. You know, um, it was kind of like figuring it out in the dark. I knew I wanted to put everything fun and inspiring because I wanted to come down here when I was working and be inspired. Um, so I wanted to make sure aesthetically it was just like everything I enjoyed. And I got to say, a friend of mine, a coworker friend, Johnny Sweeney at South Park, he said, this is the most Anthony thing ever. It's like you turned your brain inside out or right side out and exposed it. I'm like, well, that's like the nicest compliment I think anybody's ever said. And um, basically the, the shop, if I can explain it, is it became some kind of, I wanted it to be kind of like a Disney Imaginarium uh, set, movie set, if you will. Um, and it was a lot of trial and error. Like I messed up a lot. But um, I wanted it to have that kind of fabricated feel. So when you go down the stairwell, the idea is it's a kind of a seedy back alley stairwell, either in New York or some kind of metropolitan area. And uh, once you enter, it's a kind of a ska music, 50s diner, 80s video store. And uh, 
I kind of that's how you started with the you started with the black and white tiles, right? That kind of worked from a diner perspective. Yeah, well, I think the diner part was like a happy accident because initially was the main flooring, and uh, I'm just going to tilt down the main flooring in the video store. As you can see, is black and white tiled checkers because I I always love ska music and the aesthetic around it and the two tone checkered logo that is ska, and I knew I wanted that energy, but. I said to myself, because the flooring was so difficult for me to lay, I'll never go into other rooms. Well, I lied to myself and I started creeping into other rooms. And once I decided to go into the kitchen, I'm like, well, this is perfect. I love 50s diners. And then I started to try to like make a 50s bright aesthetic with the checkered floors in the, in the kitchen area. So it all worked. At least for and me. you put a lot of work into the exposed brick as well, right behind you. Yeah, you can't really quite see it right here in the video, but it, it's very specific. It looks like you worked countless hours I will, trying to make it look right. I will send you some photos of. Uh, there are several times during the distressing, the whole project, quite frankly, but the distressing part of the bricks where I was asking myself, "Am I a fool?" And the answer is yes. Um, just because it was so tedious. Uh, I got these faux brick paneling uh, from Home Depot. And once it was officially installed, I didn't like that it had seams. I didn't like that it was so uniformed and it looked too clean. So I started looking on YouTube and researching how to, you know, age up old uh, faux brick paneling. And uh, I did the best I can. It's still not finished in my eyes. I'm going to go back and do some some work. I'm actually going to hire a perfectionist that you are. It's never finished. It's never finished. <laughs> but I'm going to hire a graffiti artist to come in and really class up the stairwell because it's got to have that that look that, oh, this is a real stairwell of like, you know, some city back alley area. And uh, you, you've you purchased a lot of cardboard cutouts of actual that, that probably were in actual video stores or the types of cardboard life size cardboard cutouts of movie promos that they used to send to those stores. Right. Indeed. There's a vacation one there. That's usually an ever present one. And behind me is Cool World. They were both uh, the, the vacation one was actually from a theater. A lot of these standees are from video stores and theaters. But what I thought was cool and I have a lot next time you're over here hanging out, I'll show you the unfinished part of the basement that has the overflow VHS and all the standees. But I found what was cool about video stores is every time I went in there, the promotion was different. They always kind of had different movies they were promoting, different, you know, cardboard standees. It was always exciting to go in because it was never the same. And that's kind of my idea here is what I'd like to do. So, so I mean, you're going to, yeah, and you have approximately said 6,000 VHS tapes in the store and a couple thousand more in storage. Roughly, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and that took several years to collect, right? This was, you've been, so how often has Amazon and, and other folks come to your door every day on the porch? Like how many packages pop up on your door every day? Uh, it's, well, I have a PO box at this point. So I just, I just like gave the mailman <laughs> a break. I'm like, you know what? God bless you, dude. Uh, nicest guy in the world. Uh, yeah, so <clears throat> I have a PO box now. <laughs> so that yeah, it got to the point where it was like Christmas in the mail every day, and I just felt bad, especially like uh, looking at my ring doorbell, the uh, you know mail carrier coming up with this huge like bundle of boxes to just put them on my uh, doorstep every day. So I'm like, okay, maybe I should just think about something, another avenue of getting these packages. I mean, you're you're a completist here. I mean, pretty much every major movie from the what the 70s and 80s are represented here. I mean, are you missing much of anything late, at this point? Late 20s and up. Uh-huh. Yeah, you go back to the 20s. 100. percent Like it's an 80s video store, but like just more aesthetically. But as you recall, in those video stores, they had you know movies from yesteryear. 
you know, 70s, 60s, 50s, so on and so forth. Classics. You have Westerns. You have an entire wall of Westerns. And and I got to say, what's what's really fun about this is I try to watch a movie, even though I have my creature of habit comfort flicks that I tend to go to, like watching Arthur or Beverly Hills Cop. I try to put in a movie I haven't seen. And there's no way I'm going to be able to watch all of these. It's, it's like physically impossible. Um, but when I'm working in the store or whatever, I'm around here, I'll try to put it on. So at least ambient wise, I get it. Um, but there's so many movies I still haven't seen. The uh, There is that main room, um, but there are actually uh, several side rooms as well. Um, you have a room that's kind of a theater room, right, where you watch movies. Um, but it also has some of your memorabilia. You have collected movie memorabilia over the years as well, right? Yes, yes. Uh, largely, um, I call them evil puppets, but basically puppets from like horror films, you know, or, you know, darker type movies. Um, Muppets Gone Bad, if you will. Um, and you also have a wall of laser discs. That was another, uh, like Beta, that was another attempted um, effort to, uh, you know, bring in the technophiles, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Those were those were very exciting when they came out for, for a second. I remember a friend of mine had them. And I'm like, man, you must be wealthy because we were just still rocking VHS proudly. But um, And then they were gone. But yes, I have a wall of laser discs in the theater. The theater was like the last part of the video store that I kind of absorbed into the video store. I'm like, I got to do something in here. And laser discs made the most sense. For and uh, you have you have a room for uh, sports, which is kind of interesting, right? Um, it's literally one more thing video here at the house, as my wife calls it. It's like uh, a workout room in one sense, right? Yeah, so... <laughs> Uh, basement wise, when we first moved in, like, you know, we knew we wanted like a home theater area viewing room. We knew we wanted a gym. And so those were always kind of here as this was being built. But once I started creeping the video store into other rooms, I wanted to, um, incorporate the theme. So the gym naturally is going to have, naturally has sport, a sports section. Um, I'm actually working on a skateboarding section called skater die. Of course, it's got the workout tapes, the wrestling tapes, um, and then I'm going to do a yeah, martial most, arts Most wall. actual, yeah, this is kind of like more your imagination than actual, um, it's not what actual rental stores actually had, but it's kind of fun to have anyway, right? Yeah, I'm theming it out. I'm almost like a Fry's department store. I'm trying to theme it out somehow. But, uh, and I think it's just- Yeah, I, I, I love the Hulk Hogan. Yeah, when I came in there, I, I actually adored the Hulk Hogan uh, stand-up cardboard. I got to give a shout out to uh, Fabian, uh, my wife, on that one. Uh, because when uh, we had our first kid- we wanted to give her a delivery gift. And I said, what do you want? What would you, you know, seek, seek your heart out. What do you want? And she goes, I want a life-size standee of Hulk Hogan ripping his shirt. And I found it. And it's signed. Wow. Um, yeah. Congratulations. By the way, there let's you go. quickly, quickly about your wife. How patient is she? She must love you deeply. I would say that's <laughs> an accurate statement. Uh, otherwise, she'd be gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, her tolerance level for 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 your hobby is quite deep, and you guys have three young boys too. And yeah. have they had a lot of fun down here? Have, do they comprehend at least your oldest one? Who's how old? Is your oldest one now? He's three, three. Does he have any comprehension what the heck you're doing down here? Or? No clue. Not really. Yeah, and I, I hope it's not lost on him because, like you know, when you take things for granted, when it's just like around you, especially when you're growing up. But uh, I think. As he grows up and gets older and he starts realizing other basements are just normal basements, he'll probably be like, oh, my dad's weird, but hopefully in a cool way. Um, but yeah, right. he, uh, he may go through that phase. Yeah, I, I think he will. I, you know, I, I'm sure your, your boys will enjoy 
your your basement and watch a lot of movies, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like I think it's important to get outside and be you know active as well. But yeah, we we definitely want because like my relationship with my dad growing up was a lot of it was sitting side by side in a the theater watching a movie. And while I was thankful to be able to watch a movie with my dad, it's kind of a passive hangout experience. So true. I, I'm mindful of that with my own kids. Let's take a short break and look at more events in and around Atlanta. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer has soared back into town for the classic tale that speaks to the misfit in all of us. It's based on the beloved animated television special adapted by John Ludwig, and the show has become an Atlanta holiday tradition at the Center for Puppetry Arts. It runs through January 2nd, and tickets are $25 to $40 at puppet.org. In addition, the center has been transformed into Christmas Town, with giant snowflakes dangling from its atrium's high ceiling, multiple Christmas trees sparkling with lights, and gift-wrapped presents stacked high. Read more about that in a story from our partners at ArtsATL on accessatlanta.com. Trumpeter Joe Gransden will bring his perennial holiday show to Eddie's Attic on December 20th and 23rd. The New York native hit the road early as a sideman with the big bands of Tommy Dorsey and Glenn Miller, so his musical pedigree is solid. If you're looking for a swinging holiday, Eddie's Attic is the place to be for the Joe Gransden Holiday Special with vocalist Robin Lattimore. There are two shows each night at 7 and 9.30 p.m. December 20th and 23rd, and tickets are $27.50. Get more info at eddiesattic.com. Gransden will also be bringing the show to Eddie Owen Presents at the Red Clay Foundry in Duluth at 5 and 8 p.m. on Sunday, December 19th. Those tickets are $30 to $35 and can be reserved at eddieowenpresents.com. I'm Ernie Suggs. And I'm Ned Ravone. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. Let's continue Rodney Ho's conversation with Anthony Santanselmo about his basement video store replica. The uh, you have a uh, an interesting kitchen um, themed room as well. You have a little kitchen, so you turned it into a food themed, <laughs> which I thought was very creative. Oh, and, and it's hidden behind this interesting door, right? Uh, you created a door that's like a hidden door, yes. like out of a you know, clue or something. Yes. Now I have to give a shout out because uh, there are things that I could not physically, I just did not have the skills to do. Uh, and so I, I had to seek out advice from my carpenter buddy, Jeff McCall of Woodstock. He's out here. He's a local guy. He could, The guy can do anything. And he actually used to build escape rooms. I'm like, all right, this is my vision, quote unquote. And he made it work and he made it work like that. And uh, so anybody in, interested in, in having just a killer carpenter, Jeff McCall, Woodstock, sh- shout out. Uh, and he, he helped me with the shelving too. But uh, the idea was, yeah, I wanted to, I guess I just had so much fun, even though it was a really tedious process, this whole video store build. I just wanted to keep it going. And um, it became a, uh, uh, yeah, food related uh, kitchen section. So I have a culinary horror section. So that's where all the meat eaters are, the carnivore diet, uh, so to speak, uh, as my sister-in-law Genevieve. Well, what are some of your favorite titles? (laughs) Uh, Gosh, I mean, that's almost a loaded question. Uh, Well, my favorite movie of all time in space is Dawn of the Dead, 1978. Zombie film, meat eaters, it's in the kitchen. Um, 
we have the liquid diet section is that's the vampires of course and then of course the produce gmo which is uh attack of the killer tomatoes and so on and so forth children of the corn but then you have a few movies in there that just happen to have food related titles that aren't horror at all right indeed there's a comfort food section so uh anything that has to do with food is in there and sometimes i'm right green tomatoes (laughs) yeah like i'm really reaching on some of these what's eating gilbert grape grease sweet grape there's yeah I, i could put that in the kitchen grease um uh, and then I have, of course, the stoner movies are in there because inevitably it leads to food. Yes, that's correct. So. And, and that's actually where you are, you have a, a genuine TV from that era, right? Because you cheated. I, I did note one anachronism in your room is the flat screen TV. Oh, <laughs> well, see, there's no cheating when you're building a dream video store. It's, it's that's whatever. True. Yeah. Uh, and I think I made a joke earlier about Doc Brown delivering it from the future. I was like, sweet. But um, no, I've got uh, I've got flat screens in here just because they are lighter weight, and I wanted the functionality. And plus, I like to to get YouTube on there, you know. So <laughs> need a smart real. TV. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So uh, one thing, uh, and you have another room um, for the kids, right? This this was an argument point for uh, for Fabian, right? She wanted a, a dog washroom, kids room, and you turned it into. Mondo Kidio, right? <laughs> yes. And uh, yeah, it was initially she, she had plans. Well, we all have plans, uh, her and I. It, it's always <laughs> a project here. But she had idea an idea for a dog washroom, which would have been really super cool. Um, but it got to the point- You have what, three dogs, right? Uh, three large dogs. <laughs> yeah. We have a, we, we, yeah. Yeah. They could use some baths. But um, uh, God bless them. But yeah, no. So once I finished this video store, this main section, initially um, in the classic section, that was the uh, the kids rack. And I started getting so much, so many kid films that I'm like, well, what if I turn the, the mud room into Mondo Kidio, a kids section, kids and family section. And initially there was some resistance. And then she's like, just do it. You're going to do it anyway. God bless her. <laughs> and and uh, I went to town. And what... What I didn't like about it is like I, I took the task to continue the checkered flooring into that room, which again, I hate installing flooring. It's the worst. My hat's off to anybody who does it. It's not an easy job, but uh, I think it looks okay. Yeah, I, I think so far um, people and how many people have walked through your basement now? How many people have gotten the grand tour um, physically? Easily. You know, people have seen it on video now. Yeah, yeah. Easily under 20. I mean, uh, under 20. Under 20. Under 20, yeah. That's a terrible business model. You <laughs> I know, I know. You're, you're not getting enough customers to really merit. There's not uh, enough traffic. Existing. I don't get it. Maybe it's because I'm in the suburbs. I don't know. But yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, well, the pandemic definitely uh, dropped numbers. <laughs> That's true. No, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd say, you know, under 20 have seen it and uh, feedback's been great, thankfully. It, it justifies the oh. thousands of Yeah, hours. once the video started going out, um, you've had a couple of websites fe- feature it as well, right? Yes, and, thank um, you to you, sir. I appreciate that. And my friend yes, Andre Rodriguez, who facilitated all this. So yes, and I appreciate that. And there's much. a VHS like... Yeah, the ones who forced you to finish it. What's the name of the... Uh, oh, if I may. Um, yeah, give them credit. Lunch Meat. Uh, they're a celebratory VHS uh, lifestyle brand website, uh, all the above. Um, yeah, so uh, Josh Schaefer, he's the CEO. Um, he's been doing this for f- oh, 15 years, just in terms of Lunch Meat, the, uh, the VHS brand. And uh, I've always kind of enjoyed his work over the last series, several years. And he was nice enough to uh, add me as a contributing writer to the magazine. And he wanted to do a reveal piece of the video store because they had um, 
kind of spot and that kind of forced you to sort of so-called finish it right <laughs> else it would it's never a, be finished yeah you are absolutely correct it's a good thing that happened because it, it literally gave me a deadline in which to uh, adhere to and, and and make otherwise i push the goalposts as i have myself several times but uh yes well, you've so got a few to me. Um, i mean you have a few more projects down the road right you'd like to sort of catalog your videos i mean you have a lot <laughs> Yeah, well, the, the, the next main thing, um, and I think I, in the walkthrough video you and I did, um, the next main thing is I'm getting subgenre little signs or placards for the rack so that when somebody walks through, they could see, oh, the Mel Brooks section or, oh, the killer elevator section. I've, I've always wanted to see a killer elevator movie, you know, <laughs> whatever. So, yeah, that's the next move to kind of make it more of a museum type experience. Gotcha. Is it? I'm the one who bugged you about a cash register. Is that something that may happen at some point? Oh yeah, no, it's been on my mind since the conception of this. I mean, behind this this uh, ZenCaster, there's an employee counter, uh, and I, it's not complete without a cash register. So that's definitely been looked at over the years. Uh, we haven't pulled the trigger yet. You um, just haven't found the right cash register, right? Haven't found the right <laughs> just, cash register. Yeah, I think the next got to look just right. The next move, which is kind of silly, but it actually, I'm really excited about getting it. Is I want to get like a black library cart so I could like push it through and have like cheesy VHS stickers all around it. And oh, then, perfect! And then you know, and, and, so I can go through all the, out the sections and like you know, because I swap out VHS all the time. So to have an actual card is a big deal for me. <laughs> kind of like Shawshank Redemption, kind of that cart with the books. Yeah. Killer reference, killer movie. Yeah, I'd be that guy or the gal yep. from Ghostbusters in the beginning. Yeah, one of the two. That's true. The uh, la- are there going to be laminated? Uh, do we all get laminated cards like uh, immediately where members of Mondo Video? You get the first. You get the first. Do I- it's got to be laminated. Hundred percent. We actually have the laminated machine. The laminating machine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks to Fabian. Uh, yeah, the design's been worked out. We haven't pulled the trigger on printing or anything, but it, it- cash register first, right? cash register all right ultimately uh you, this obviously brings you a lot of joy what, what do you hope by telling the world about this what, what do you hope folks get out of just you know viewing the video or just listening to this podcast what, what, what you know what does this mean um, in the grand scheme of things i could uh, i'll try to spin it for you in 30 seconds because i could really bore you as to the many reasons why i built this uh one of which is is proving to myself i could finish something i start that's a big deal um making something that I'm proud of that my kids could appreciate um, wanting to be inspired, right. But, you know, by something I love, which is the eighties and, um, and hopefully celebrating that uh, via social media. And if that brings other people joy, beautiful. Uh, I'm not against every now and again, doing some tours uh, down the line. Uh, if, if there's interest um, I have actually, uh, I had an idea since I wanted to build this as a set as well to shoot a comedy series in here. So I've already written a season's worth of episodic comedy called Mondo video, of course, with an exclamation point. That's very important. Uh, so we're going to be shooting some stuff in 2022. So it's all about just kind of having fun and wrapping ourselves or enveloping ourselves in the video store aesthetic. So we'll see what comes out. You also have a store manager uh, door right behind you to yeah. your left shoulder. And what is behind that door? Do we know yet? Or is that a big secret that will eventually come out? Is it, it's, it's, it's probably horror related, right? <laughs> I, I, I cannot divulge what's in that manager's office. Not yet. A skeleton, of, a skeleton of an old store manager who yeah, just, just never left yeah, from 1986. There was just no, no customers. Like Blockbuster <laughs> came along and he just sat there waiting. 
That was it. And they just destroyed his business. Destroyed yep. his business. Absolutely. And, and there there are other people who have done basements like this. What, what do you think? You know, in fact, Kimmel did a feature on one. I guess it went TikTok crazy back in March. Oh, yeah. This guy in Iowa did one. Um, and, uh, you know, what makes yours, you feel like, special compared to some of the other ones that are out there? Um, I mean, I think uh, anybody who's built a video store to this level, and I think his name is Brian Hogan um, in Iowa, who was on Kimmel. Uh, the video bunker. Check out his TikTok and Instagram, folks. Um, I think one is not more special than the other because we just built it the way we wanted to build it. Just so, different. It's your own image. A hundred percent. Like want, he right? built his the way he wanted to build his, and so on and so forth. And I think uh, I've had some exchanges with him. Super nice guy. And I think we we just appreciate what each other has built. And uh, I think that's what it's about. And, and especially the old mom and pops, you know, video stores from yesteryear. None of them looked alike. So it's kind of fun to bring something maybe newer to the table uh, within each of us. Um, I think at the end of the day, we just appreciate that people like it and it just shows that people miss video stores. Absolutely. You're right. Well, thank you so much, yeah. uh, Anthony. Likewise. Uh, it's a delight. And, uh, you know, I hope uh, you keep on refining it and it's never quite done. And maybe as your kids get older, they'll come up with their own ideas. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Good to see you. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Anthony. Be well. This is Rodney Ho with the, uh, the AJC. The AJC brings you the best of what's happening in and around Atlanta on AccessAtlanta.com. Here's a taste of what you'll find there. The weather outside isn't quite frightful since this is Georgia, but it's still a little chilly. But that doesn't mean you should sit around watching Hallmark movies until the Braves poke their heads out of the dugout and declare that spring is here. Grab a sweater and head outside, enjoy the crisp air, and do a few laps around an ice rink or maybe go snow tubing. Yes, there are places for winter activities in Metro Atlanta. While the area has year-round rinks, several more rinks pop up during the winter season. Many mixed-use complexes have discovered that ice skating is a perfect activity for families, teens, and date nights. Colony Square used to have an indoor rink back in the 1970s and then turned the space into a food court. Today, after undergoing a $400 million redevelopment plan, the rink is back and it's outdoors. We have a long list of more places where you can put on your skates and glide across the ice, and one place where you'll only need socks. If you're looking for a snowball fight, you'll need to head to License to Chill Snow Island. There you can enjoy snow tubing on Blizzard Mountain featuring one of North America's longest snow rides down a 575 foot long, eight story snow slide. It's located at Margaritaville at Lanier Islands in Buford. Find the full list and all the details on accessatlanta.com. If you're looking for a break from the holiday festivities, why not check out some street art? Our partners at Arts ATL have put together a list of some of the out-of-the-way murals in the West End and East Atlanta, including Charmaine Minifield's obscurely located mural celebrating actress, professor, activist, and teacher Adrian McNeil Herndon. It's located just off the West Side Beltline, but it's difficult to see even for people walking or biking there. Find out how to see it in a list of murals on accessatlanta.com. For more things to do in and around Atlanta, go to AJC.com. The podcast is edited by Tyson Horn. The theme music is by Bo Emerson and Billy Guen, and I'm your host, Shane Harrison. Join us next week for more Access Atlanta.